Welcome to the Tech Ranch. Now, here is your host, the guru of geek, Marlo Anderson. It's funny they just mentioned Alexa. Yeah. Today is, of course, Tech Tuesday. I'm Steve Bach along with Marlo Anderson, my guru of geek co-host. NationalDayCalendar.com. Don't forget to celebrate every day. We're going to talk about National Day Calendar coming up in just a minute because you had a really good idea. And I, I think businesses and everybody should look at National Day Calendar a little closer and follow it. Really follow it because it makes a difference in your business model. It but does. We're going yeah. to get to that. So did you catch the promo about you can follow us on Alexa? Yes. And so did you catch Alexa's prediction? For the Super Bowl? No. For what? World War Three? No. Yeah, like twelve twenty-three at six oh five p.m. It, it's video of asking Alexa that when's the world going to end in World War Three? Wow. Twelve twenty. That's Alexa's artificial intelligence yes. prediction. Wow. Then you it, think Skynet is real and yeah. they already have a date? And well, actually, it, it came out. The video was on TikTok. What does that tell you? Yeah, it, somebody <laughs> staged it. So the world's not going to end, despite all the reports out there that you might be reading or hearing about that Alexa has predicted that the world is World War Three is going to take place. Which you can actually, yeah, you can tell, you can have Alexa repeat whatever you want it to repeat. There's actually a setting for that. Really? So, yes. So you can go in and say whatever, and it'll come back in Alexa's voice and repeat what you said. So it would be pretty easy to stage something like that. I was going to ask you about this because my wife, Wendy, she's got a fitness watch. She's got an Apple watch on her wrist. And over the last week or two, we've been having conversation. All of a sudden, it'll start chiming in. No, we're not talking to you. But it's listening to you. But it's listening. That's right. To everything you say. Everything you say. I'm like, wait a minute. Did they change some settings? Or I'm like, it's not done that before. But maybe so. It just listened and kept its mouth shut. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe there was a firmware update, or is it actually trying to coach you in your conversation? Yeah. Say, say, I love you. It's keying in. Maybe it's ahead of Valentine's Day. All right. Your watches are talking to each other, and Wendy's watch realizes that. I don't have one. No, I got a dumb watch. Oh, okay. See, that that would be the thing, right? Your watches would talk to each other, and it would say that your your significant other is upset with you right now, and it knows this because because her heartbeat is a little higher or... It's like a mood ring. Yeah, like a mood (laughs) ring. And then it would actually notify you and say, and it would say something like, Bring home flowers. Yeah, you're in trouble. <laughs> Maybe I should get one of those watches. That might help me. Or out. even better yet, your AI just orders flowers because you because <laughs> you don't know what her favorite flowers are, but your AI you do does. Too? Well, I'm just I would be in that space. I'm just picking on me. Okay. But, yeah. How many husbands don't know what their wife's favorite Many. flower? Yeah. Many. Uh, yeah. You might be onto something else. I wonder how many marriages it would help if the watches just talked to each other and you didn't have to talk to your spouse. Because I'm sure there's a good percentage that maybe that's just better. Because well, they could hash it out, and then you guys could just be well, it, It's like cancer or AI and cancer. That when it looks at AI, interesting looks at your analogy. Face. Okay, I'm just, I know it's a AI weird way to go there. Be a cancer in society, but I'm just thinking oh, that it can, there. it okay. can detect cancer gotcha. earlier. Yes. So maybe it can detect moods of your significant others sooner. 
and then you would actually be able to understand what the other person is telling you. I'm not going to say just what's through my head right now <laughs> because there's but, a very medical scientific. Yeah, uh, but I guarantee you that sooner or later so there's going to be apps or everything else that's going to say, hey, you want to know what your spouse is actually saying to you? Yeah. <laughs> no, because that's going to start another fight yeah. that my watch and her watch are going to hash to half, hash out. I don't care where we go to eat for our anniversary. That means, oh, let's go to blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah, but she does care. <laughs> yes. Okay. Now, I'm a guy, and I typically fall into this trap all the time. It's, I don't care. Where do you want to go? I'm the same yeah. way. Yeah. Oh, no. They care. Yeah. <laughs> it's your job to figure yeah, out that yeah. puzzle. Does this make me look fat? <laughs> and the AI would actually give you and a your response. Watch is tell you what, your watch is going to tell her whether or not tell her watch whether or not you're lying about yeah, that. Exactly. Am I, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Marlo, this is a we, dumb watch on my wrist. Yeah, it's going to stay, stay that, that way, way yeah. just like me. <laughs> a bad idea as I'm evaluating all of this right now. Oh, uh, so National Day calendar, of course, today, uh, one of the things that's not on our little calendar short is it's National Hot Chocolate Day. Yeah, yeah, because we pick two and tell stories on those two. And there are many days that there are more than two things. Okay, so I'm assuming you pick the biggest thing or do you go by what's the biggest story? Or maybe what's the more unique or fun story? That we can round up. What's well, yeah. not unique and fun about hot chocolate? I oh. do hot chocolate today. Yes, you did, and thank my you wife, for that. This is my wife in school district. She's doing hot chocolate day today, so she's making hot chocolate for all of her kids. But this is what got us classes. into this little discussion we're about ready to have as it well. It is, yes. because I brought hot chocolate, and I listened to the calendar short that we play, and I'm like, but National Hot Chocolate Day is not on there. Well, there's, that's so now you used to explain yes, that the, yes. there's always a lot, but okay, right. there's only two on that right. short because otherwise it's not short anymore. We used to, in the early days, used to say it's also blah, 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 blah at the end of the short. But we found that a lot of people, it's just, a lot of times it's just too much. Turned into blah, blah, blah. Exactly. Didn't so, pay attention. So we just picked two and stayed with those. Yeah. Okay. But, but anyway. It so is getting, National Hot Chocolate it Day. Is, and it is. my wife and I were at. Sam's Club. Yes. Over the weekend and uh, picking up our weekly shopping supplies and in bulk. And so I got cursed out a couple weeks ago because they had on sale hot chocolate bombs for $3.91, which I thought was a really good deal for right. a bargain shopper instead of the 10.51 that they normally were. Yes. And I got my butt chewed a little bit for that until she had one and enjoyed it and okay, so uh, it's amazing. I'm right more often than she wants to admit, but I digress. So we go there this weekend, Sunday, and the whole end cap palette of the chocolate bombs, 91 cents. Yeah. 91 cents. And there's cents. seven of them in here. And there's seven there in a box. So it's like a dime, 15 cents for a cup of yeah, hot chocolate. Crazy. That's crazy price. Uh, so we got eight. I'm like, why don't you get them? Students and st- yep. yeah, and we're pulling out of the. And I'm like, and I usually get yelled at because I buy too much when things are on sale, and we're pulling out of the park. Maybe I should get more. So we went back around, and I ran in and got a case of them. Okay, so I, I, there's 14 of these times right. seven in a case. So she's got them for little gifts and for her class, and and she went back yesterday. They're all gone. Of course they are for 91 now, cents. Yeah. We were talking off air about 
why businesses should follow National Day calendar more closely. Yeah. Because these were marked down for less than half, so about 60%, 70% off yep. initially. Already, yeah. And then they marked them down to $0.91. Cents. I know the cost on this is probably a little Way higher. more yeah. than that, yeah. So if they would have known that it was National Hot Chocolate Day on National Day calendar – they could have just put a sign up saying National Day Calendar, hot chocolate's coming up Tuesday, be yes. prepared, and sold them for the full price. Yeah, or at least at the or three even something. The sale price. Right, and still made 4X on what they just yeah. did, and still would have sold out. Instead of practically giving yeah. them away. So we had a conversation with Walmart a couple of years ago. They wanted to tap into our API on the National Days that they would put into their forecasting. So then... And Hot Chocolate Day is probably a good example of this, but even Iced Coffee Day, right? Maybe not a great example. I'm trying to think of something that ice cream day would be better. Okay. So what they would. Every day ice cream day. Every day is ice cream day. Yes. Yes. But on ice cream day, they would actually take our API and they'd put it together with the weather services API. And then they could do some predictive forecasting as to, is it going to be 110 in North Dakota or is it going to be 60 degrees on National Ice Cream Day? And then they would actually bring supplies in accordingly to supply, depending on the weather. I thought you were going to say they were going to make it snow ice cream. Oh, there would be that as well. If instead of the, what's the little... The frapple stuff? Yes, yeah. that we had a yeah. few days ago. That would like, be perfect for that, for like dots. That's dipping dots. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Pour, pour some when stuff over little, top of it. Out, so those days were the coolest days. Yes. You went out and said, oh, I want to catch those. <laughs> it was dipping dots. Who knew? There, there was a lot of them the other day, too. Yeah, there yeah. were. It was yeah. like a lot of dipping yeah, dots. Yeah, there was. Yeah. Uh, uh, so two guys with ADHD that were going, <laughs> going to have a conversation. Yeah. That's you well, and me, What of were course. we going to talk about? We've talked about 18 <laughs> other things since. We have. Uh, agriculture, the Roundup scenario. Oh, yeah, the Roundup scenario. Yeah. We just heard that at the top of the hour yeah. on news with uh, with Bear buying Monsanto and all subsequent properties. Roundup was one of the products in the Monsanto line, which at the time made Monsanto very valuable. But you take a look at what's going on in California with all these potential lawsuits that are out saying that it's a carcinogen. Roundup's a carcinogen. Right. Here's the thing. If you bathe in it, if you drink it, I don't care what it is. It's probably going to be a carcinogen. Sure. We don't know all the details on that yeah. yet. Even so, water kills. Yeah. I can drown. Yeah. That's why they so. call it waterboarding. Sure. Very effective. Yes. So anyway, yeah, so I, I just, I think that Technology is going to continue to play a bigger role in agriculture and probably in the pesticide and weed control space. You and I were talking a little bit because I I was telling you because we were talking about this at the top of the hour. You and I were talking about I was reading the requirements for being an organic farm. Organic farming is big. And in a lot of cases, it's a little bit smaller footprint from agriculture because it's a smaller crop base. So you're not doing 360 acres of wheat. You're doing 40 acres of organic wheat, different profit margins. So I was looking at the requirements of that last night and going, wow, it's three years of this and three years of no artificial nitrogens and three years of no pesticides. And all of this, yeah. and it's three years, three years, like 
the soil's got to be clean. And so it, it's quite part a, of it. a commitment to move to that because right. you have to sit there for three years and grow crops or whatever that you're not doing anything to. But yeah, with technology now, that actually is a much more doable thing. And part of that is where we've been going with precision agriculture right. because the precision agriculture with micronutrients and things like that have really tightened up that space on how efficient some of those operations could be. And you take a look at UAV that has been in that that space of precision agriculture for a while, the computer systems on a combine and a tractor, planters, it, it's amazing what they can, pun intended, drill down into yes. and drop the right seed at the right yep. place, the right moisture with the right nutrients. Yep. And you can get away from a lot of those additives. And you start thinking about like, Seed, when you buy seed, will you actually need to have Roundup-ready crops now? You can buy seed that is resistant to Roundup, and that way you can spray that field and kill off everything else, and your your wheat continues to grow. But it's genetically modified, and a lot of people are, there's this really big move on right now about eating non-GMO foods. That's been around for about 15 years. I remember that discussion. People were, they freaked out about GMO. And I remember having a conversation. I was broadcasting up at the state fair and I was talking to a farmer from Saskatchewan, north of Estevan. And I was visiting with him about his crops and what he was growing up there. And he was growing corn. 68-day corn. Yeah. I'm like, what? Yeah. Because he was getting 243 bushels per acre in Canada of corn. Now, going back, I never thought I'd see the day when you forego small grains as a rotational crop in the Red River Valley. Corn did that. Think back. You never saw corn north of I-94. That's true. And the growing season was too short. Uh, But GMOs facilitated that. And I... Hey, what, that farmer 10, 12 years ago I was talking to, it's 68-day corn. That's unbelievable. It is unbelievable. 243-acre yeah. corn or bushel corn in Canada. I, I never thought you'd see But that's what GMO does. It allows different opportunities for different crops to grow in different regions. And when you start peeling back, no matter what side of the issue you're on, if you take a look at the world's population, good luck. You're not going to feed the entire world without some sort of a GMO, whether it's shortening that germination period or the duration that crop comes to maturity, it's just not going to happen. We're not going to grow enough food. I think about the grapes. I would have never dreamed in a million years that 15 years ago we'd start to see grapes growing in North Dakota on on a level that would be viable for a vineyard, for example. But yet there are grapes emerging in North See, Dakota. See, now I knew that was possible because we had these red grapes in my So there's always backyard, been some, yeah. And that was pretty much the hedge. It was yep. lilacs and grapes. Yep. And, and yep. the grape vines climbed but up they the lilacs. they weren't that great. No, they were you know, bitter. And really. now that NDSU has been involved with this a little bit, and they have some very flavorful grapes now, and there's actually at least one place in North Dakota that sells grapes by the ton. Isn't that wow. something? Yeah. Yeah. So well, there you go. And, and not just, but look at the wine industry and some of the uh, craft alcohols, it, it, the apple, the cider industry. Right. There's a lot of different. There's, you could make the argument that there's good with this. Of course, the argument with, with us consuming GMO 
products is that maybe there's some health ramifications because of this. People will claim that there, there are cancer rates are on the rise because we're eating these type of things. I would probably say that cancer is on the rise if we're going to go to the food thing because we add stuff to... It's the additives yeah, and preservatives. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I can anyway. point fingers there. Him and I were talking a little bit about organic farming and what... That means the tech side of things when it comes to agriculture, an opportunity to close a gap and become more organic, whether that's the intention in agriculture or not. It's just when you have the opportunity to use technology to streamline the growing process, there's a lot of benefits there. So I think what we're about ready to talk about is two things. First of all, probably healthier eating and improving crop health, crop production, all that good stuff. And secondly, cost savings. Because to put down a pesticide or weed control or whatever, there's a lot of cost to that as well. And the first thing for sure is going to be robots fighting weeds. <laughs> really? <laughs> well, yeah. So there's, there's actually a lot of robots that are emerging that will go through a field or your yard. Everything I'm going to talk about here, too, can be utilized in your yard in some way or another, too. So if you're tired of your dandelions or whatever, there's actually a robot called Dandy. And I've seen this at CES. And it'll actually go around your yard, identify, I think it identifies 2,200 different kinds of weeds right now and continuing (laughs) to go. So it knows the grass and knows the other things that are in there. And it knows like flowers and things too, so that you don't want to. And then it has. So it's not like Dr. Evil's plan to put little lasers on sharks. We could put them on gophers. Right. It, it, That's exactly it, right. Yes. And let them run around. Lasers and, on robots. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it'll go around. So this one actually That'd does be a lot of work training the gophers. Oh. Yeah. Don't terrible. eat that, but eat the. Yeah. 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 But it could be done. Maybe. But you, so this thing goes around. It actually does put chemical down, but it just puts chemical down on the weed. That's it. So at one spot, you're not doing a mass spring. So when you take a look at some of the uh, the fertilizer that gets administered during a planting Mm -hmm. process, you have that ability from the little robots to do it in even a more precise manner. Right. Like when I do, when I fertilize my yard now, like the first time, it'll be a weed and feed. You have weed control and you have whatever it is that you're mixing. Yeah, plant food. Thank you. I was thinking of nitrogen and whatever else. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) that's great. Electrolytes. (laughs) <laughs> Going back to our one of our favorite movies Not of all salt, time. No. <laughs> yeah, so I want, I want to wander around and do that. Well, imagine now that you can do this on your farm so that it can go around and then it just identifies the weeds. Instead of spraying the entire crop with something, that it'll just spray the weeds that it finds. And it, just like your robotic vacuum cleaner that you have in your house, this thing will just go around. One I was just reading about does 50 acres a day. So, oh. yeah, so it's, if you're, if you got a field of section 640 acres or whatever, that basically means that every 10 or 12 days, this robotic has taken care of your entire, yeah, makes a cycle of your entire Which thing. Which is about the growing cycle of a weed. Yeah, so you can go around and this one unit then would take care of that whole section for you and it doesn't impact, it goes between the plants that are growing that are, and then it'll just spray the particular weeds. To take them down. Now you can, there's another thing that's being developed that doesn't use chemical at all. It uses lasers. lasers. I knew you were waiting for this. And it'll actually see these weeds and shoot a laser to kill it. So this goes a little further actually because if you're 
your fan, if your field, for example, is starting to see some grasshoppers, for example, it isn't just weeds that these things will take care of. It'll take care of pests as well. See, I used to go around killing locusts up at our cabin because we had the little wings and with magnifying glasses, BB gun. Oh, yes. You're, that's a pretty good shot. It could be a good shot with that. You no get, kidding. You got to sneak up on them, and then you got to get down close enough to wow. make the shot. Yep. I got pretty proficient with my little red rider. So I think Did that we're, we're just coming <laughs> on the age here <laughs> where the cost of putting down weed control, pesticides, whatever – Farmers are going to have a choice. So there's a cost of technology and there's a cost of but the these, application. But of these that devices product. are not that expensive. That's the thing. In order to put apple, if you're going to put the next time you're going to buy something that you're going to put down some weed control on, for example, or rent an airplane or whatever it is that you're going to do, right? These things are very expensive. Now you can have a robot that takes a tenth of the space that's going to go between your rows and your of your crops and actually seek out and destroy these weeds or whatever one at a time. One of the things I wanted to bring up too is because you were talking about the fertilizers and the ability to put different pesticides right. and supply chain. Yeah. You take a look at what's happened over the last couple of years and uh, the ability to get products and then those products are at a horrific price for producers and that all goes into the input costs and because uh, eventually we as consumers are going to be paying yep. those costs. But you have the ability to put up little docking stations around your field. Yeah, and, 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 and take care of it. They and charge themselves up. And because I'm thinking supply chain, it, where's it's the, interesting. Where's the tipping point on cost? Because in, if you're in agriculture, farmers, ranchers, they, every penny and fraction of penny, you have to monitor those costs. So at what point is it? Yeah, I could pay way too much for a chemical that I cannot get. Or maybe I just invest into these little, and I'm thinking little spider robots from the Tom Selleck <laughs> movie. Gene Simmons is the bad right. guy. They don't uh, look quite that way. But maybe. Yeah. Who knows? yeah if you're killing weeds or right. think about, yeah, I got a gopher infestation. You can kill those too. Prairie dogs. <laughs> yeah. There, there's a lot of different things that you can do in a field with one device, one investment, because... And I equate a lot of things to UAS and UAVs. That's just the platform. You, what you put on that is the metric for your precision agriculture or inspecting power lines. So that's just the platform. So if you're thinking of this little robotic spider, for lack of a better, that's just the platform. So there's this. It's weed season. So I'm going to put a little laser that goes right. the weed, or it's rodent season. Yep. So I'm going to get rid of the rodents right. or locust season and or, i'm going to get rid of the locusts or it can do it all at the same time yeah while just wandering around it just takes care of all potential threats to the crop okay and so that this, might be me because i'm out there the day before the corn gets harvested to i guess that's a different story <laughs> <laughs> do we want it now but think of some of the work that grand farm is doing in fargo in cass county that's some of the technology that they're supposedly working on. Yeah, it's an all-autonomous farm is what they're going Because that's the next step. It is. It goes from, okay, what's a tool, just like your tractor or your combine or your skid steer is on the farm, to little robotics, to, okay, I can pretty much design an autonomous system. So I'm just going to throw this out at everybody because this doesn't relate to us too much but you can see where this is going and this goes back to your organic producers right 
Restrictions on what organic producers can spray means that they spend much more on weed or hand weeding than do conventional producers. So if you're getting into the organic producer, you can't even go out there and actually spray your crop. If you're going to go out and and kill weeds, for example, you actually have to manually do this. If you're going to go out and spray a weed, you'd have to do that. Think about that. Now, I grew up in the Red River Valley, sugar beets. Yes. About 91, 92 was really the end of migrant labor in the Red River Valley because that migrant labor came into hoe sugar beets. There wasn't a, a mechanical system or a chemical system that was there to get rid of those weeds. So you manually hoed sugar beets. So robots have the potential to more than half weeding costs. So we're looking at 100 to $300 per acre in cost savings for lettuce and broccoli. So I know that doesn't pertain to wheat fields and things like that, but if there's cost savings for lettuce and broccoli, I can tell you that there are cost savings for oats and wheat and corn and strawberries or whatever else that we're growing around here. So I got one more question. How feasible is it and when and can I spend my money on this now? My wife loves to garden and we've got weeds. Your home garden's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. So we're talking about precision agriculture yeah. and what that means on the ag side of stuff and the ability to aid some of the supply chain costs, some of the supply chain delays, things like that when it comes to putting chemicals on, on cropland. You can close that gap with technology. Our friend, Dr. Gunderson yeah. from Devil's Lake, he was cutting edge on precision agriculture. Very cutting edge. And UAVs. I, I remember 14 years ago, I had a conversation with him at the ag show and I was like, the focus on the show was energy that day. And I was like, wait a minute. So we got talking about the UAV platforms. And you got to remember this is 12, 14 years ago. And it was like, yep, they can do that. Yep, they can do that. Because yep. I'm posing all these different applications for the energy sector. And he's, yep, yep, yeah. Okay, let's talk. Because, But he was focusing on precision agriculture. And at the time, the part of the story that really intrigued me was up at Lake Region College, Devil's Lake, they were doing this precision agriculture with UAV, with drones, and these students in a two-year program were 100% placement after a year. Their first year, and they got a job. Yeah, and they were getting big jobs. Yeah, big jobs. Their second year was usually paid for by their future employer, and they came out with six-figure salaries on a two-year program. Playing video games? It's flying. Yeah. I mean, they were only graduating, I think, 20 students yeah, a year or whatever. Small it's pretty, yeah, but it was still wildly successful. But it was so at the front edge of that. And they were focusing on the precision agriculture. Yep. Now you go to what some of the things we were talking about last hour, and holy crap, has precision agriculture come a long way. Yeah. It's not just sitting in your combine or your tractor or your planter. It's so much more all data driven as yeah. well. So yeah, it's really interesting what is going on in the space. Now, I need this so. micronutrient in this micro application right. volume on this spot and two feet over this way. It's a larger application of that same micronutrient. It, it's that precise. Go on a quarter of land or a section of land. I call them microclimates. Maybe yeah. others use that term as micro, well. I've heard microbiomes, micro, yeah. all of that. But you go across a field that's a, that's just a quarter and any given rainstorm, part of it might not even get any rain. 
So you end up having parts of it that are drier than others. You have your soil, soil types yeah, down by the slough versus exactly. on the other side of the quarter. Exactly. And now you can take, instead of just scattering seed across the field and hoping that it will grow. And farmers always knew this. You're gonna, I'm going to seed close to the slough, but it's not going to get as tall as the rest of it. Or depending on what you put in, that might actually be better than the rest of the field. And yeah. the, the first two rows That only works the for road. dandelions in my yard. Yeah. It's a scatter them, <laughs> let the wind blow. Yeah. But that's all of that's coming to an end now because all this stuff is data-driven and they know how to plant and all this good stuff. So it's really exciting, I think. I, I'm not sure what this does to the family farm. As we move forward, but, but I think the ability to lower costs in some of these things means that they can spend the half a million dollars for a combine now. I don't know. Maybe not. They're more than that. Are uh, they really? It, oh, yes. <laughs> you gotta be kidding me. No. I remember when they broke the hundred thousand dollar barrier. Way more. Oh my goodness. Um, so that seems and that's part of the problem with this, our small town yes. banking system. They weren't set up for. Those size right. expenditure right. were set up for, oh, you need seed money and fertilizer money and yep. to get your operation going yeah. for the year. Yeah, but here's $8,000 right. for a tractor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Law. Yeah. Marla, you, you got to more. So the technology side of things, one of the other things that I think is really cool is you go back and look at agriculture and the family farmer embracing technology. It equated a little bit to, okay, I got a new phone. It's I need to find a seven-year-old to show me how to operate it. You go back 30 years, you remember DTN when that first came out? Sure. And that was cutting-edge technology, and it was something that every producer, every farmer, rancher had to have because of the weather applications, the market applications. They were putting up big satellite dishes on their farm just to get that DTN feed. Yep. So our egg... Friends, they've known the technology They're side. Always early adapters to technology. Yes. So you can go back. I don't know if our former governor Jack Dalrymple's. Yeah. I think it was his great grandfather. Great grandfather. Yes. That that settled into the Castleton area, mm-hmm. and his story about scattering wheat seed onto the field. It's just a fascinating thing. But he met Alexander Graham Bell, and he was one of the very first people to buy a phone system. And it was because he got tired of riding across. The farm, the plantation at the time, what they have like 12 yeah, homes was, or something on this huge. It was a big operation. Big back, operation back in the day. By scale back in the day. Yeah, it was huge. And it would take a day's ride to go across this land, but he got tired of trying to go across it. So he bought a phone system and put it in. Yeah. Crazy. North Dakota. Yeah. One of the first ones. Yeah. One of the first ones. And who knows? As companies go, sometimes you need to have that order, that sale. That so that you can go and make the next one. You don't know if because of Mr. Dalrymple, if do we even have phones today because Bell could actually afford to continue to produce them because he was able to sell something to North Dakota. I just I always wonder about that. I'm sure we'd have figured out a way to have communications, of course, but let's just claim but, it. Yeah. Yeah, we'll say that. Okay, uh, claim yeah, it. Yeah. It's a North Dakota thing. It, it is chopped yeah. up to North Dakota. Yeah, okay. Very good. Yeah, Very we're good. good like that. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a fascinating story in itself, yeah. and I encourage people to go check but that out sometime. That just shows the depth of how cutting edge farmers and ranchers in the ag industry in North Dakota has been. And like you said, so the ability to adapt to new technology, frankly, it's because of survival. Right. So they have to do it, right, in order to survive. But you think about even today, GPS going into vehicles and self-driving wasn't on the highways and byways first. It was on the farm. And 
they're getting experience or gathering data as they're combining and seeding and doing all this stuff. And that information is going into our cars now to oh, make our cars safer. I remember when GPS first came out on, on tractors and combine, you just set the points at yep. the end of the fields. And the only thing you had to do it in the initial part was turn it. Yep. Followed everything else on its own. It just that was cutting edge technology. Yeah. So we have is a that lot like to Google Maps in, in other places run you off a cliff, <laughs> yeah, but in North Dakota you're fine because we're flat. It, it, Maybe it, that's it, that technology in North Dakota. Yeah. Speaking of problem solving, yeah. we're talking a little bit about agriculture. Yeah. Actually, a lot about agriculture during the program today, and what that means from a, a farming perspective. If the ability to have a tool out there that can go mitigate costs for different chemicals that you put on the cropland it's a eventually autonomous farming it's to get frank about it my yard and we were talking a little bit about that dandelion killer hal 2000 yes. whatever <laughs> uh, little lasers because that'd be cool laser but the ability to go through your yard because right now and you see them around the autonomous lawnmowers yeah. you just yep. set them up and they mow your lawn and that, there's a few that have them around but i think the cost or the price point is yeah, a little, little much. I know Husqvarna does one. Right. I interviewed Badger at CES. They have a $700 model for a quarter acre, and their $800 model does an acre. Now, first sub $1,000, I have one. Came in the mail the other day. Because previously we're talking six, seven thousand dollars Well, or at least three. Yeah. For, yeah, for an okay one. Now it's $600. My last push mower cost $600. I, granted, I got a little nicer one. But I don't think it's unusual for people to spend $600 for a push mower nowadays. No. So to have an autonomous one. And a lot of people are going to the electric ones, which yes. you're not going to get into a good one of those until you're five, six, seven hundred $700. So to spend $600 for a mower or 700 bucks that will, you, you'd set it up and let it do its thing all summer long. Are you kidding me? That just seems incredible to me. So as I'm sitting in the backyard in a lawn chair, sipping a cocktail with my feet up, yes. enjoying the sunshine, and my wife's yelling at me, I'm like, what are you doing? I'm yard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it works for me. <laughs> I and love you, that. Your yard is always manicured. It just go out, and every day it'll go out and putz around your yard and make sure it's mowed and all that stuff. And then you throw into that the dandy scenario. Right. right? Now you can get rid of the weeds. Now you can get rid so, of the weeds. That's another 700 bucks right there. So that was where I was going to go with this. Yep. Is You take a look at my garage, and I've got lawnmower, weed trimmer, blower, vac, different implements, right. snow blower. Takes up all a whole the, stall of your garage, yep, right? It, I have the same problem. Takes yeah. up a stall of my garage. Right. All these different summer, winter, spring, right. fall for all the seasons. And there's I, not I, even I, a four-wheeler in there, so you would need no, another stall for that. No. So yeah, it takes all the fun away from having a yeah. extra stall in your garage. It's the work stall. The stall that I could actually park a vehicle yes, in. Yes, yeah. Exactly. Or my boat. Or yeah. My, or whatever. Yeah. But you've got all the space taken up. So yep. how long before we get to implements that get to multitask? <laughs> I'm so we mower, this, right? we, we've got the mower, we've got the weed killer, we've got the garden little tool. Yep. When are we going to get to start checking multiple boxes off? Just like the three-in-one printer, fax. What was the third thing? Scanner. So now we have Yarbo. Yarbo. It's a three in one as well. It's a, it's, it'll take care of your leaves. So what does Yarbo stand for? I have no idea. 
you are really bad on air. Maybe. <laughs> That's pretty good, actually. <laughs> and it's true. So, <laughs> Two guys with ADHD. That's right. right. Yeah. So, yeah, so Yarbo is, it'll take care of your leaves. So in the fall when it's you like need a leaf to do back. that leaf back, right? Oh, by the way, it also mows. So it'll mow your yard. Oh, that's right. There's the third thing, and that is that it cleans the snow off your driveway. Really? Yeah, yeah. So here's a snow picture. Snowblower as well. Yeah, so it's a lawn mowing. Here I'm turning. I know you, not everybody can see this, but it's basically, I guess you could say it's like a tractor. It looks like a tractor, but how a tractor would be in on a farm where you can add different things to it. You can combine with it. You can plant the seeds. There's these different so attachments. So it's a base and you just get the it's attachments. Base. That's correct. So I got so, a question for you. Yeah. Why does it have headlights? If it's autonomous, it doesn't can see in the dark. But that's true. But I it think doesn't it doesn't need. I think it looks badder and mean well, to have headlights on it. Kind of, like, yeah. There you go. So it's showing you the different. It just looks cooler, but it doesn't need the headlights. So how cool would it be that when it snows and it senses that it's snowing, that all of a sudden it just starts going out there and snow or moves the snow off your sidewalk or your driveway. And when you get up in the morning, if it snowed overnight, it's just done. Always just done. When there's a blizzard going on, but I it's like always being working. that neighbor that gets up at four o'clock in the morning and does half. The Nobody block. said you had to stop doing that. Okay, and we're not saying you have to stop I if you just enjoy it. Have the Yarbo do it for me. But there are a lot of people, and I, and I always think about. Is it quiet though? Because I try to be careful. That when I'm not I'm sure. Doing that, not it, sure about that. Yeah, because four o'clock snowblower. Yeah, yep. might be a little quieter than you because you're out there cheering as five. you're. You're blowing the snow. You get up in the morning, have a cocktail, and watch the yard. That's work. true. And you could program it to do your neighbor's <laughs> yards for you, or at least the sidewalk all the way up and down your block. Yeah. It could just be done. Yeah, it's really interesting, and I always think about people who want to stay at home a little longer when they're getting a little older, and this is one of those devices again oh, where... Oh, shoveling snow is one of the first things that kicks people out of their house. That's correct. That's correct, because they can't keep up with it anymore. So they either and have to hire it out. don't want to do it anymore. So you have to hire it out or whatever. And a lot of places, like my mom, for example, I mean, there's nobody in the town that she lives in that does any snow removal or yard work or whatever. This would be perfect for her because she could keep her yard looking good. She could keep the sidewalks cleaned off and the driveway cleaned off all the time. That these, This is a pretty cool device called the Yarbo. I don't know what the cost of this thing yet is yet. It's just coming out. And you need to um, get one of those for me to demo. Yes. Well, they have a power station too. What yeah, is that you can about? Yeah, you have the Badgers. Oh, so I'm excited it, to try the Badger like, too. It's like a head unit and then it's got the different attachments that just stick onto the front. Keep the power on anytime. Well, so they have a power unit as well. What in the world? I'm just reading through this right now. Technology changes that fast, folks. Yes. So now if you need to power your smartphone, your drone, your camera, your projector, speaker, laptop, cooler, wherever there is a power outage at home, you're, if you're out camping, you can take your Yarbo so with you. it charges up and it's like a... And it's got, a, it's got things that you can... Yeah. power unit has USB and a plug-in and that type of thing, yeah. So if your power goes it's out your like home. Ford likes to tout their lightning pickup as, hey, the power's out. You can power your house. Now you know why they have headlights. <laughs> you can light your way during a power outage. But I think the headlights so. are in the attachments. So it's on the front here. It is interesting that it has, maybe it's just a safety feature so people can see that it's running around at night. Maybe. That would be the only thing that it would even make sense as to why it would have lights. Put one of those bicycle flags on it. That would, it doesn't work at well, night. Well, it snows yet, that deep. Okay. Yeah. 
I'm guessing it's a safety I would thing, be so curious people. to, so if you're programming this, so I would be curious because you take a look at the snowfalls we had back in November, heavy, wet snow. Yes. And I had to get up at way too early in the morning because I knew from the April storm that we had that if I let too much snow get down, then my snowblower couldn't keep up. And But this would have the ability to, oh, hey, there's a little dusting of snow, get out there and clean it up i'm trying to find out the price so the battery unit is 1300 bucks this could go around vehicles and you gotta be strategic on parking your vehicles in the driveway though right if this thing is for sale already i'm just telling you yeah you might just see guess what your mom guess what your mom's getting for her birthday oh my goodness <laughs> it literally is for sale it is expensive though it's 5600 bucks with all the attachments all the attachments so autonomous mower which some of those are six thousand dollars anyway plus the snowblower feature plus the leaf oh not so, having a rake. It, so right now if you choose to pay a 10 10 percent deposit you'll get a 10 percent discount on the price of the unit. The snowblower is estimated to ship in October 2023, so you could order it right now. You'll get the Yarbo with the snowblower in time for snow season next year. The lawnmower is expected to ship in May of 2024, so you will get the lawnmower attachment in time for spring the following year. And then the leaf blower is estimated to ship in May of 2024 as well. So by May of 2024, if you order covered. it now, you'd have everything covered for next season starting in the snow season of 2023. Yeah. Show sponsor. All right. Let's, I think so. Instead of my pillow, we can yes, do my yes, Yarbo. I think so too. <laughs> Something I think a little you're more right. practical. There we go. We can talk about the experiences with my Yarbo every week. <laughs> It'd just be cool. Do you I, have I, a cat I, that can ride around on it? Yeah. Do you really? No, I don't have a cat. Oh, we'd have, have to, a dog we'd, have to borrow, we'd have to borrow a cat so that yeah. we could get some footage of the cat running around get playing a dog on, it. on it. Yeah, that's true. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. A little training. <laughs> Yarbo owes us a lot of money right now. Yes, they How many do. people want to buy this thing right now? I'd be I curious. Got both hands I up. do. Yeah. Yep. I can't spend my money fast <laughs> enough on that. We're looking at the Yarbo stuff a we're, little bit more. We're going to assume that they're going to sponsor the show moving forward. Uh, yeah. So, I, I, isn't I, I got to cool? have one of these. The well, blower I, attachment is amazing. But yeah, because I asked, it's like, I wonder if the blower attachment could just blow the snow. Because if you get. A dusting, you want to get that off the sidewalk, but you don't need a snowblower. There's not enough to snowblow. So we're watching it as it's moving leaves off the uh, off of a yard here. And the blower actually goes, what about a, I'd go like a 60 yeah, degrees. directional. So it starts on the left side, pushes the stream of air out 120 miles an hour, by the way. And then it goes all 60 degrees or so to the right. Didn't we just so. have those winds? Yes, we did. <laughs> <laughs> so it just captures them yes. and recycles it into blowing the snow off your... But you're right. It's for a sidewalk yeah. or something, this you, would be amazing. You don't need the snowblower. You just need the yeah. blower unit and yeah. keeps the sidewalks just that dusting of snow that we get occasionally. That's perfect. It's doing a pretty good job of moving the leaves here, yeah. though, too. Thinking, too, the other side of this is we were talking a little bit about the different attachments. It's like, I need a rototiller. I need an aerator. I need a dethatcher. I, it, just all these different implements that yep. you get. Kind of like the Ryobi 1 plus 1 line. You little tool for everything. You just snap the battery into it. Yar- Yarby's going to be your new best friend. Yeah. Your dogs might get a little jealous.
I actually, the first time my dog saw one of those autonomous yeah. lawnmowers, it freaked him right out. Really? Yeah. I can believe that. And they're like, what is that? I think it freaks most people out the first time they see them, too. Yeah. 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 Cool. Anyway. Yeah. So, Yarbo, just know we're going to be calling you soon. Yarbo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we should I gotta, think of the commercials right now. The commercial. <laughs> <laughs> That's too funny. <laughs> All right, let's talk about TikTok for a little yes, bit. Yes, we were talking about TikTok and the world's going to end. World War Three. Yes, yeah. Alexis AI. Yeah, they had a little you know, video on TikTok. About false. Yeah. So if you've read that somewhere this morning, no, World War Three is not starting December twenty. What was it, third, I think, at at 6.05. I remember the 6.05 p.m. Yeah, so so TikTok's interesting because... It was a TikTok. Yeah, it's a TikTok video. What I find interesting about TikTok is, and we've talked about the Chinese conspiracy theory, which of spying, using technology to spy in the United States. I personally don't believe it's a theory. I've looked at devices. I've looked at routers, whatever. There's extra chips in these things that, who knows what they're being utilized for? Like you I said, my at, wife's smartwatch or right, Apple Watch, right. it's like, it's starting to talk to us now. And it didn't do that a week ago. And then you look at I, listening and drone company that's based out of China. Why is it that every other drone that's in a similar class as the DJIs are like twice the price, three times the price? It's because they the want Chinese you wants you to buy these because they need you to buy all of this footage that you take goes into the DJI app on your phone or tablet or whatever. And guess where it's stored? In China. There you go. And to be a conspiracy theorist, so what? So, so let's see. The Chinese government should we spend a hundred billion dollars on a satellite, or should we give this drone company ten billion dollars and let those crazy citizens in the United States buy our products, and then we have better coverage because there's going to be two million of them flying around in the United States, and we own all of that footage. The satellite can only show us what you're doing outside your home. We know what you're doing inside your home. So you could take it that way, and quite frankly, I tend to lean that direction a little bit. But so this is Discretion is the better part of valor. Right. So TikTok... People feel the same way about this, including our government, or at least we think that's what our government said, or that's what they're saying. That there's been talk about banning TikTok. But the government, movement, yeah, the government has actually banned TikTok government and all devices, government devices, state devices, right, federal right, devices. Right. So let's just look at this a little bit. So does do you feel that Facebook and Google have influence in our government? Yes. Okay. Do you feel that TikTok is a major competitor of? Facebook and Google. Of course, they I would are. say yes. Yeah, because any anything that takes you away from those platforms means that they're competition. Because they're all about eyeballs. If you're more and more people are spending time on TikTok, less on Facebook, because that's people just have so much time and they prefer to look at TikTok. If there was no TikTok available you'd probably be back on Facebook or Instagram or whatever else. MySpace. So, or MySpace. <laughs> so the theory is, or the conspiracy theory is that that <clears throat> Google and Facebook and these companies are lobbying our country, our legislators, to ban TikTok because of the competition that it actually has, as opposed to that it's not 
and instead of it being, let's just say it's a security issue. And so that's why I'm bringing this up. I don't know if it's true or not. I just am bringing this up because I think when you hear stuff nowadays, you really need to think through who's bringing these things forward. Yes, TikTok is a Chinese company, but they do have spaces or places in the United States. And I think they've done a lot of work to move that video to the United States. But quite frankly, the Chinese can get any video they want anyway. But I'm looking at it more of what, these media platforms, these different social platforms do as far as social engineering. And you take a look at what TikTok, and this is a known quantity, is the version that the rest of the world gets versus the version that the Chinese children of course, get. Of course. Because the focus is on children with TikTok, and you're looking at the educational opportunities, the limited screen times. You're talking social change, yeah. not necessarily intellectual property and and even what it's feeding to you so it knows how you might lean politically or it knows that you like broccoli and it knows that that you're not a big fan of check this video out marlo does not know how to floss (laughs) it knows this stuff so then it starts systematically sending you maybe messages that question the way you think a little bit and you could say the same for any platform that does well and the other platforms have been doing that for a while long time we've talked about this you're sitting on your cell phone you're sitting next to you and you're having a conversation with somebody about waffles yes and gee i got a waffle house ad or egos just popped up or uh, on the app but that's been on the ad side of things now take that to the next step where you're talking about maybe social engineering a little bit but don't you think it always goes back to money anyway? Of course it does. So you just follow the money trail, and if they feel like they're able to engineer the messages that you're getting, it's all about if the company is actually able to make more money from that anyway. So that's really what it boils down to. One of the things that you and I were talking about, we were going to talk about the movie theater. So yeah. on the weekend, watch the new Josh Demel and Jennifer Lopez movies. Okay, it's on Amazon Prime for the free subscription of Amazon Prime. So well, it's that regular subscription price. The subscription is not free. You pay 130 bucks yeah, a year for it. But. Prime before she ever figured out that there was movies. Right. That a lot of people were like programming that. Programming yeah. because it's yeah. it, it, the, the shipping piece. and yep. get it quicker. Yep. But uh, it, it got me thinking. And by the way, the movie's it's cute. It's a good movie. I mean, okay. for it's a good date night movie. And I got thinking, it's like, but is it a date night if we don't go to the theater? Or right. Go out to dinner and... We're just sitting at home watching this, and I got to thinking, it's like, good gravy is, Blockbuster went the way of the dodo. Are movie theaters going that direction? Well, they certainly seem to be when pandemic hit. Yeah. The pandemic just took care of most of the theaters in the country. And we used to go to movies all the time. All the time. Because it was a night out of the house. Yeah. Yeah. But if you get lazy... And okay, at a certain point, it's like, it's cold out. Let's right. just watch it here. And of course, you don't have the 19 inch screen anymore either, do you? Yeah. So that, that was probably the I biggest still can't replicate thing. Theater popcorn. And which is by design, of course. Right. They make sure that they can hand, have those ingredients that they have to make the popcorn. But regardless. Maybe if I paid $20 for microwave popcorn, it could be theater maybe, popcorn. Maybe. But I agree. And so there's the movie pass is coming back. I remember that. I did not have it back in the day, but I remember that. Yeah. So I, I had it. I forget what I was paying. Was it 15 or well, 20 it's coming bucks back a month? Because it said welcome back. Yeah. And I think, didn't they go through either they, 
they went through bankruptcy or something, and now they've restructured. And I don't know if somebody bought them out or whatever. But they didn't have the relationships with all the theaters. Was right. the problem initially? There's hey, here's Movie Pass, and we're going to roll this out, and it's a discount. But you didn't have you you'd walk into a theater, and they're like, well, yeah, we don't honor that. We don't right. work with that. So what they've come out with now is because before you could just walk in any time, and they would they would you had a like a debit card. They would just slide it, and that's how you got into your movie. And I actually used it a few times. I thought it was cool. Then there was one day I went over to Grand, and it didn't work. So obviously they were in, and they were already in trouble. We didn't then they started for that. Yeah, that's exactly what was going on. I'm sure. So now they've gone to this. They have these different plans. I'm looking at the screen right now. Basic is twenty bucks a month. Standard thirty. Premium forty and Pro is sixty dollars a month. They have a credit system, so on the twenty dollar a month you get sixty eight credits, and then if I was you thinking go, it's like sixty dollars a month. That's a lot of movies. No, it's really not now. Not really. Yeah, if you go to a movie for two people, you're gonna probably yeah. Oh my goodness, yeah, you'll spend a lot. So if you go during the weekday, a matinee is ten credits. If you go to the evening, it's fifteen credits. On weekends, What's it's a twenty credits. Credit equate to so credit is if you get the basic plan is sixty eight credits a month. So you could potentially on the basic plan go to ten movies or six movies, excuse me, if you did the matinees. And this is not in L.A. or in New York. This is everything other than L.A. or New York area. 30 bucks a month, you get 140 credits, so you could potentially go to 14 movies a month. What's a credit equate to, though? So a credit, a matinee is 10 credits. Okay. Okay. An evening is 15 credits. But does it matter what the theater is, though? Because you take a look at a matinee in Bismarck it doesn't Grand, matter. and I think it's $10 now. They yeah. just went up to Yeah, it. I don't think it matters. That's why the, that's why they have okay. a credit system, so that you're limited to the amount of movies. And then if you go on weekends, it's 20 credits. Question so, is, though, did they work out the relationship with the theaters? So they have 4,000 theaters that they are, that they've partnered with. They have, there are some, they say that, they say you can use it anywhere, but I don't know that scenario. I'm on the waiting list and I just got approved to get my card now. So if I, I think I'm going to go through with it. You're a lot of waiting lists right now, I aren't get, you? I get a, yeah. NASA's yeah. waiting list. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm more excited Movie about. One yeah. waiting list. But I can get this. So it's not waiting anymore. I can actually go purchase a plan now. So I'll buy one. I probably will do the standard or the premium. Premium is 113 credits a month. And they say 5 to 11 movies. I'm not sure. 113. I guess it just depends. If you're going to Friday night movies, Saturday night movies, you're going to have five movies for 30 bucks a month. Well, the other problem with that, though, is... How many movies are coming out? I, there's a few blockbusters that are slated. They're to, starting to have starting more and more now. Out. Yeah, right. it's getting better and better. So anyway. All right, two guys with ADHD. <laughs> <laughs> Who are hung up on Yarbo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can Yarbo get my popcorn? Maybe. Maybe. That'd be okay. Bring it with me all the time. Thank you for listening to The Tech Ranch with the Guru of Geek. Marlo Anderson. This has been a Q1 Network production. 